Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Coming up on this week's episode, I review the latest episode of House of the Dragon with an additional related review of Game of Thrones, Delhi Crime Season 1, the latest episode of The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, She-Hulk Season 1, Episodes 1 through 4, and a couple of Disney Plus Day releases, especially related to Star Wars. A. D. N. It's Headphones Neil! guys and welcome back to another episode of Headphones Neil Reviews. I'm your host as always, Headphones Neil, bringing you my latest episode full of reviews of stuff that I've been watching over the past week or at least since my last episode. So as you notice, I'm doing another hodgepodge review. So if you're a patron on the site, you've already got the news that last week my laptop uh, crapped out a bit. I had trouble with my installation or my USB stick installation for Linux. Um, it was having a weird partition issue. So luckily I still had an older uh, USB stick for a Windows installation because I knew that the installation medium I was using for Linux was okay. And I guess for whatever reason that flash drive is acting weird, but I was able to like reflash a newer version of Linux or whatever. So I don't know what was going on with it, but it crapped out. So I just spent the bulk of this week um, getting myself up and running. I got, or I found a Linux insta or distribution that I think is good. It's called it something with an F because it's some uh, one that I had naturally not heard of. Uh, it starts with an F. I want to say Feral OS, but that doesn't sound quite right. But it's basically in or um, basically as an additional review that I didn't plan to go into. Um, I've been looking for a Linux distribution that mimics uh, Windows look and feel, but is um, essentially built from Linux. Um, so the one that I found was is called Ferren OS, F-E-R-E-N-O-S. Seems like it's been around for some time. Um, you do get a Linux distribution that's based on Ubuntu, but 
It has a number of themes pre-built to make your UI look and feel like Windows. So overall, I'm pretty impressed with it. Um, it does have things like Flatpak support, which is a new app image style of installation. This is kind of like, um, so if you're used to, used to traditional Linux installations, you use a file that ends in .deb. So from the Windows equivalent, it's kind of like an uh, exe file, an executable file that you double click on the file, you can install the file. Um, one of the inconsistencies that I found in Linux with the Debian files, the .deb files, is that not all distributions offer that double click to install. Some you have to do right click and then install. Some you have to like right click, go to the software installer, and they don't have that connection to double click and install. So some distributions will do it, some won't. So far, it seems like Farin OS does support that. But it also has the additional feature of letting you know that uh, if a particular package is also available in their app store, that you can install it directly from there and get app updates and installations straight from there. So the short answer, or the short summary to the story is that I got this OS that seems to be working well. Um, I was able to get everything up and running. Everything seems to be working well. I'm trying out Flatpak, a Flatpak version of GIMP, but then the traditional installation file for um, Audacity. So it's one of those things where the Audacity file doesn't seem to be working quite the way I expect it to. So like I installed it, it didn't want to launch. So I'm not sure what happened, but I'm going to give that another shot. Essentially the app, the Flatpak version or the app image file um, seems like it's one of those things where it's easier to push updates because you're just replacing the file as a persistent installation and your settings stay intact so it's easier to um, roll out new versions of apps um, and not have to worry too mu as much about dependencies and other installation files needed for um, installation or for usage. So. Uh, that's neither here nor there. So I'm giving this Farin OS install um, OS a, um, a, a try to see how well it works, see how if um, everything continues to work out as I expected. But essentially, you have a UI that looks kind of like Windows or the taskbar or the sorry, app drawer is kind of like a Windows 98 or a Windows ME look and feel. But your UI is actually your UI kind of is the same thing. It's more modernized to look kind of like Windows 7 or 10 maybe. Um, but essentially you have um, a modern OS with a very traditional look and feel. So we'll see how it goes. But if all else fails and it doesn't quite work out as well as I hoped as far as um, liking the um, UI or OS or anything like that, then I am going to try a couple of other distributions that are on my radar. I did find one called Bodhi OS, which is more of a experimental, like peaceful UI kind of feel, but the name Bodhi kind of reminds me of Bodhi from Rogue One. So um, in general, it's a minimalistic Linux installation. I don't really look for much in my uh, Linux distribution. So I'll give that a shot, see how it looks and works and all that stuff. Um, and give that a shot, see if um, you know, Flatpak apps work better, um, has minimal resource usage and things like that. 
Um, so with that, we'll get into um, this week's reviews. As far as media goes, I found I didn't wasn't planning on giving this update on Linux, but if you guys are interested or want my thoughts, or if there's a Linux distribution that you guys like, then definitely get in touch with me, and I'm happy to help out or um, talk about uh, Linux stuff. So, um, like I said, that's neither here nor there. Um, so as far as this week's reviews goes, go, I wanted to start off with House of the Dragon. Um, I'm kind of going in order of release date, so um, that's kind of the ordering of um, these reviews. So I did have a chance to watch House of the Dragon Season 1, Episode 3, Second of His Name. Um, we get the or we have a time jump in the show by about three years. We have the birth of Viserys' son with Alice and Hightower. Um, they call him um, Aegon, so um, Vicent, not Vicent, but Rhaenyra is now, it's kind of a weird thing with her where she's kind of um, on the fence, kind of figuring out if she's, if um, Viserys, her father, is trying to replace her or um, is her foothold complete. Her initial thought was that she, or that her dad is trying to get her married off because um, he wants to replace her, uh, or replace her succession to the throne with Aegon, but Viserys says that he wants her to get married, even find someone she likes, so that she can secure her position as queen and king. So we'll see how that goes. It looks like um, her dad tried to set her up with the Lannisters, so it's good to see more of them in the show. But she doesn't. But um, Rhaenyra doesn't want to marry him, so we'll see how that all plays out. So that's all basically a progression of the storyline. The most important or more, more intriguing story in this particular episode was the battle of Daemon versus the Crab Lord or the Crab Feeder guy, which overall it was a good battle. We see that it's not, or we learn over the course of the episode that it's not going well. Viserys sends his brother reinforcements, which I guess is why Daemon went into the battle alone because he wanted to prove to his brother that he could defeat the Crab Feeder on his own. And the Hail Mary plan worked. Ultimately, they win the day. Daemon defeats the Crab Feeder. And I got to thinking why this battle seemed very familiar. And um, it, it was kind of reminiscent or had a very minimalistic feel in comparison to Battle of the Bastards from Game of Thrones. Um, in the in the in the analogy, I would say if you replace the crab feeder with um, Ramsey Bolton, and then the kind of fish on the string, while in this case the crab feeder is himself, he's the the, the bait and the enemy um, that needs to be defeated. Um, in Battle of the Bastards, the little the youngest uh, Stark boy. Uh, I was going to say Tommen, but he's a Lannister kid. But basically, uh, Sansa's brother, uh, Rickon, I guess, needs to be saved. It um, And then, uh, what's his name? Jon Snow ends up going into the battle um, as fast as he can alone because he's the one out there. The rest of the army catches up, uh, which, as you can see, is very, was pretty much mirrored in House of the Dragon. So... Um, essentially, you have two Lannisters. They're very headstrong. They want to. They're out there trying to prove themselves. So it just feels like we have a very or that kind of thing, and thought process runs in the family. And um, if you want rewatch Second of His Name, the House of the Dragon episode, then watch Battle of the Bastards. 
they're very similar in their um, presentation and overall it make now I kind of want to rewatch um, season six especially but rewatch the show just because all of the stuff as far as Jon Snow makes a lot more sense so maybe even after the season depending on where we end might be a cause to watch just the Jon Snow episodes or um, at least just go down a rabbit hole of all of his scenes and see all those comparisons that can be made between him and the rest of his family in House of the Dragon. So with that being said, um, I did have or I was browsing around Netflix of things to watch and I came across a show called Delhi Crime. So basically, so at the moment, there's two seasons that are out and each season focuses on a different case in the um, Delhi police hierarchy. Um, the first season deals with um, basically the rape of a girl who is going home from watching a movie with her boyfriend and the police launch an all-out hunt to um, find the killer, find out who did the crime and bring them to justice and then it also brings about the um, political side of it, the um, issues, the um, tiresome nature of what the DCP South lady is asking her team to do, how difficult it is, um, how all the team needs to get find all these different people and um, basically bring those six guys in so that um, they can bring them to justice. And overall, it was a very good episode to watch. There are many parts of it, or not many parts, but there are a few parts that are hard to watch, especially the scene with the girl who is who got raped. Um, relatively speaking, the um, boyfriend got off really, really easy, so that was a bummer there. But it was good to see by the end of the ep season that they were able to bring, I think, four out of the six guys to justice one of them i guess the main one committed suicide so that was a particular tough thing to hear and then one of them was tried as a juvenile so he spent i think three months or three years and then he was let out so um all in all what is definitely or the reason i'm recommending watching the show is because they spent a lot of time building up the characters and there are all the different police inspectors and their personalities bringing in all the characters to tie the entire story together. So they did not spend too much time in one area over another. They gave enough weight to uh, what happened with the girl, what happened with the boyfriend, the search for all those six guys, and um, to what they had to go through to protect them from the public because Granted, they all they all did bring up the times where all the police did want to um, let those let the bad guys or the let the bad guys die or leave them to the public, but they had to protect them so that they could bring justice and give the family peace. So that's Delhi Crime season one. Um, I am planning on getting into the second season, which I guess focuses on the crime or uh, drug gang or not drug gang, but just a gang in India, I guess from what I read of the description, so I actually do want to get into the second season. It does look like they're bringing in the same DCP lady and potentially um, much of the same police cast, so it might just be the same crew going after this gang and how they brought that gang to justice and all that, but 
Overall, the main takeaway from Delhi Crime Season 1 is that it, I guess, it did bring about some changes in the laws for how um, rape, rape cases are handled. So, if anything else, it's definitely good to watch the season to see how all these things happened and all the um, intricacies and details and trouble that the police officers had to go through in order to get their case solved. So next up, I had a chance to catch up on Lord of the Rings, so the third episode where they end up going to Numenor. And overall, I'm not quite sure what to think or what the end goal is for this. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. First season of um, Rings of Power. I'm assuming it's only going to be one season, but I mean, based on the title, it sounds like we're going to get the full backstory of the Rings of Power, how Sauron got the ring, or um, I guess maybe even um, how it got lost or all of that stuff. So I'm not, I actually do need to go back and see what the general timeline for the rings are, like when they were created, um, what the current status is and all of that. But at the moment, it does look like we're going to have a potential team up or the reforging of the alliance between elves and humans. Um, so beyond that, all I can say for now is that the set design is really good. The acting seems good enough. It's just really a matter of where they're going with the story. So I guess we'll basically I'm holding a tentative positive review for the show. Um, I'm enjoying it. The full hour or so that each episode is um, does seem to go by very quickly. So I am recommending it for now. Um, I have seen a lot of the backlash I guess for the diversity of the cast and I will say from my point of view that 
I don't. So granted, Tolkien wrote the to- the story at a time when I guess the cast was maybe intended to be primarily Caucasian, but that doesn't like personally doesn't mean that the cast has to has to stay that way. Um, it seems like a pretty limited viewpoint as far as saying that the cast has to be a particular race. It is good to have that diversity and show that different races and cultures have a different and unique look compared to um, other races in this universe. So that's all. That's kind of all I'm going to say about that. Um, overall, it is a very good show as far as I can tell. The only thing is the plot. It's kind of hard to see where they're going with it. Um, I guess they're all because it does kind of seem like they're spending a lot of time with Galadriel and that's about it. So it might just be her discovering what's going on with the orcs and the rings and all of that stuff. So with that being said, I'm going to leave it at that. But I will say if you're interested, if you did enjoy the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, then give this show a watch. It is interesting enough so far. Um, now on to something a little bit more lighthearted for the rest of the stuff. It's all going to be Disney Plus stuff. So I have been watching She-Hulk. I am enjoying the casting. So the lady who plays She-Hulk um, is really good. I enjoy her fourth wall breaking looks and conversations and chats and all that. It was good to see um, Mark Ruffalo as a Hulk in the first couple of episodes and I like that they're not relying on him. I like them bringing in the Abomination to tie in the She-Hulk to the first Hulk movie that is related to. So all of that's good. Um, I do like um, the lightheartedness of it. Um, they're all like 30 to 4, 35 minute episodes, so they're not particularly long episodes to get through. But overall, it's very well done. Um, I like that they're the point of view that they're bringing for She-Hulk and you know the whole thing with her dating being a female in the workforce and the troubles and the issues and the politics and all that that she has to go through so overall it is a good show to watch four episodes in um much like the house of the dragon and lord of the rings i'm gonna i'll do a full review once we get to the end of the season but overall i do give it a hearty recommendation i it is um enjoyable to watch I, like i said the acting is very well done the casting is very well done so definitely give the show a watch um now as far as disney plus day goes to tie in with disney plus and d23 um i had a chance to watch the 10 minute preview of andor and i am all it's basically doing is giving me the giving me more anticipation to watch the show so i can't wait for i guess it's a three episode um season premiere on september 21st so uh whenever it comes out i anticipate um watching it and i got to thinking that i am going to give that a couple of days to um for everyone to watch the episodes, processes, and all that. I'm not going to give a um, spoiler here for the scene that they um, showed as part of this 10-minute preview, but all it does is it gives me anticipation for the show um, as far as uh, what they're bringing, what it's going to be all about. It looks like it's definitely, or it's basically made by the same people who made 
um, Rogue One. So overall, it does seem like it's going to be a very good show, uh, very similar vein. Um, I do hope they bring in some of the people between uh, potentially from Rogue One and from maybe even Revenge of the Sith or Solo because I guess it's all in that time, same time frame. But I am kind of hoping that we do get more random reveals of um, different characters that we weren't anticipating seeing. So uh, we'll see how all that goes. But definitely give that a watch if you don't mind a spoiler from one of the scenes. It's not a big spoiler. It doesn't give too much of the plot away. But um, I, that's why I still say a spoiler because it is a substantial enough of a scene. Um, and then I had a chance to watch Obi-Wan Kenobi at Jedi's Return. This is kind of um, a, like a behind the scenes look of um, everyone being excited to be on the show. So you do get Ewan McGregor, uh, Hayden Christensen, and the director lady. And basically um, everyone's um, thoughts of kind of being excited to come back to Kenobi after all this time. So it's a one hour behind the scenes look kind of. It's kind of like that's all it basically is. It's like it's a behind the scenes look. You get to see everyone's feelings uh, showing up at um, I want to say Star Wars Celebration to preview the show and all of that. So definitely recommend giving it a watch if you enjoyed Kenobi. So that's all I really got for that. I have a couple of side things to watch. Um, doesn't take too much time and if you're a fan of Star Wars then a couple of different things to also watch. So that's all there is for this particular review. So if you have any questions, comments, feedback, or anything like that, then you can comment on this post on Twitter at PatelN01. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash PatelN01. And of course, the website is headphoneal.reviews for past episodes, subscription links, supporting the show, and all of that good stuff. Um, I haven't decided what next week's review is going to be as of yet, but because there are a few different shows that I'm watching at the moment, notably um, House of the Dragon, um, Lord of the Rings, and She-Hulk, that I might start doing more of these regular hodgepodge episodes just to get them all out at once. But if there is enough to review in each particular episode, then I will do individual reviews just to have those reviews, give my initial takes and all that. And then of course we'll full review at the end of each season. But that is all for this particular episode. Thanks for tuning in and until next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.